We made it through. End of the year, end of the festive season. Martin is still here. He, despite my best efforts, he's seen out another Christmas. Uh, and we're getting together to kind of go through some of our moments of the year, breakdown, mentions, shout outs. And we have we've got I've got literally hundreds of messages and and uh, dozens of uh, voice notes from you contributors listeners patrons particularly patrons um and we're going to share them over the course of this, these podcasts um but it's been uh, it's been an up and down year uh, it, there's no question about that lots of downs um few few ups but um, we we bumped our way through it martin and maybe we came in bumping along the bottom towards the end but at least we came through it all the same yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, it, look, it's been a rough year for everybody, but as I said the other day, it hasn't been Afghanistan rough, so let's have a bit of perspective on everything. You know, it really has been a rough year, but it, we haven't had an atrocious year like they've had in Afghanistan. So, I, you know, everything in perspective, Tony. I know, I know, but it's that's like, yeah, yeah, you heard of the, what was it, the, the, um, the optimistic, uh, the, the optimistic pessimist. He he, he drowned in a half in a half full glass of water. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that that is that is kind of our lot. But- actually, actually, I think you know something, and, and you've mentioned it a few times, and I've mentioned it a few times. I think it's important not to go down the old hopium route, Tony. Mm. I, I think it's important to keep realistic. Um, you know hope for the best, plan for the worst, uh, and take what comes. And I think that's what you should do. Yeah, and we had some pretty worst worsts in, in, yeah, in terms of yeah, we did, yeah. professional disasters, uh, personal disasters, all sorts of ups and downs. But at the end of it all, um, we continue to have, um, for some reason, uh, this platform. We continue to get to speak to brilliant people. We continue to help shape some stories, help in other stories, and you know, put our shoulder to the wheel to actually push for some of the changes that we've been agitating for, for, for decades, Martin. And I think that's really why we keep doing what we do. And I know that sounds really now, now I'm sounding like patting the back of myself because I, and I hate doing that, but, but I do think there's been a lot of that this year whereby when things go, went bad and, you know, you've invoices coming out your ears and you're wondering how we're going to do this. Then, then someone says something on the floor of the doll and you know, you, you know, we did that, you know, yeah, we, we pushed yeah, that, yeah. you know, that's good. it is, it's a good feeling to, to, to be able to help where we can, Tony, I'm going to move us on in the next few minutes. You're going to hear from some of our patrons and they've been really, really good this year, sending in Christmas greetings and best wishes. And we want to share them with everybody. There's some really lovely stuff in there. And um, we're going to go and look in a few minutes at uh, a few other things, but here's a few of these voices coming up next. Just putting in before we go to those messages to ask you, our listeners, for your support. Um, it's been a great year across the Tortoise Shack in terms of levels of content, short stories we helped shape, voices we helped amplify, and, and some, some really great new people coming out and contributing and then watching them making their way into the mainstream. Uh, we often make the joke that we're the bottom rung of the Irish media, and we say that in a complimentary way, you know, that we do think that there's so much more talent out there that we can we can broaden horizons and actually introduce new voices, and I think we do that well. Um, but it doesn't happen without you helping us to keep going. We, we, we've a range of options, but there's loads of extras in there. You get your own dedicated RSS feed. Um, you get all the additional content, including... 
episode 700 that uh, myself and Martin recorded recently. Uh, there are, of course, we keep some behind the paywall because it re- we reward the people who help keep those mics on. Uh, it's really simple. I'm asking you to go to patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. The link is in this podcast. So if you're looking on your phone screen, you should be able to click on the little Patreon link um, and join us for a few quid a month. It's the price of a fancy cup of coffee. Uh, it's, a price, it's, a, it's cheaper than one of them fancy pints these days. Uh, but it really helps us keep going. And at last, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for all the feedback, positive and negative. Uh, and mind yourselves, have a great Christmas. Let you listen to some of the people who've given us their thoughts. Hello, Tony and Martin and everyone at Tortoise Shack. I want to wish you guys a wonderful, happy new year and a Merry Christmas. It's Killian here. And, uh, I just I've been asked to speak on behalf of the Fingless Homeowners Association. Um, Tony, they know that they can't make you wear a T-shirt. That's a battle they know they've lost. But when you're jogging in the morning, would you be prepared to wear some sort of string vest or a netted kind of fishnet top? They said they'd walk away from the negotiation table very happy if you would wear something like that. So I've been asked to hand on that message. Can you please make their 2022 and wear some sort of string vest top on your morning jogs? Is that possible? Hello to everyone at the Tortoise Shack. Um, rent a gob on education. Kira Riley here. Um, wishing you all a merry, non-infectious Christmas and a unionised New Year. May your glass be full and your antigens negative. We've decided to do a few little things that we liked during the year. So we're going to look first to the person of the year and Tony and I have discussed this at length and we've had meetings for the last couple of weeks about this. Tony, your person of the year. I I struggle with this one because obviously we get to engage with so many brilliant people and there's also so many people doing so much brilliant work out there in the world. Um, you know, but so I could name off six or seven people, but that would be unfair because I'd be leaving out six or seven people. Yeah. So I'm going to actually go kind of narrow on this and and again because it's it's my show i can indulge myself and i'm going to say there the the, the work of again of people like clean 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 and Kjallig and gabriel Colloran. and i can't separate the two martin because they not only have they been brilliant in terms of their the their uh work in the health service and their work in activism and their work in telling people about what's actually going on in terms of, of media and of performing and actually getting those voices and those stories out there I'm going to be really cheeky and, then, and not name either of them as the person of the year. I'm going to go with Rosemary Mon. Uh, good, tr- good choice, Tony. Good choice. Uh, Rosemary has absolutely been just, I don't know where she gets the energy and the strength and keeps going and going and pushing. Um, every time I'm trying to do something, she'll, she'll drop me a message that she, she, you know, she supports this. She's one, she's looking for that. She's pushing another angle. They're helping others. She herself, even the work that she's done with, with people in the trans community, just like, you know, it just takes my breath away when I see that sort of stuff where the people are able to think that, you know, oh, my community is, is repressed, but also it is me standing genuine, true solidarity. And she is the definition of active, active allyship and fair play to her because, um, again, we, we learn so much through the people we get to talk to. But I, don't, I just don't know how, how she keeps on going and going and going. So she, for me, um, sets the bar this year for all of that work. How about you? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I've thought about this, and there is, and you're right. There's so many people. Like I could say, Ken Fox. Ken Fox done great work this year. I could say Simon McGar. Simon McGar has just bitten off so much work and gotten through it, which is really great. I could also say Fred Logue and the likes, uh, the lads in DRI. They're just doing phenomenal work that we don't hear about. You know, they're quietly grafting away. But the person who has to get it for me, in my mind, is Mavo Rook. Or I have to, is it Dr. Mavo Rook? It's Dr. Dr. Mavo Rook. I just think, you know, anytime you see Maeve, anytime you hear from Maeve, she's calm, she's calculated, she's thoughtful, she's empathetic. And the work she has done uh, behind the scenes, I just, I, I constantly see a swan which is floating down a lake, but underneath the legs are going 90. You know, and I think that's Maeve, and I think she she is a huge addition to this country. I just think she's a brilliant person. I really do. Well, the achievements alone in in some of the stuff, and we who knows they might even come up in other in other topics we're going to cover. But I mean, yeah, hard to hard to argue with that. And but I would point out in Maeve's point, uh, and she'd probably say this herself. Um, it's been the culmination of years and years of work. You know, um, like it's not just it's not like. And she's a modest person. She always she always thanks everybody else. But mm. the work Maeve does is phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, and and you know, again, her her other half, Kieran, um, has to get a special shout out because he he gets upset if he doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, good, uh, great choice. Um, if we were to, I wonder, like you know, if we were sitting here in any year, you could probably pick. 10 20 people easily martin and that's the truth we we're, yeah, we're, yeah. i tell you what's sad though it'll be the same 10 to 20 people nearly year in year out tony yeah yeah there's, but there's also there's also people who come to the fore and i mean like when you think a couple of years ago you would have been prominent in in people's minds as, as outspoken but now no one listens to you so um <laughs> you know what i mean everybody everybody has their day you know um but no yeah look we'll, we'll there's oh just just do keep keep an ear out there's a lot of little um little messages going to be dropped in from listeners and supporters and contributors so yeah have a bit of fun with it uh we, we have we've more we've more coming up Hi, Tony and Martin and everyone at Tortoise Shack. Um, just wishing you all a very, very Merry Christmas and a fabulous New Year. Um, and to say thank you for the chats and the support around the Mother and Baby Homes issue. It meant a lot throughout this um, tumultuous year. Um, I just hope you have a great time. And I'd like to say I don't agree with Killian. Keep your top off, love. Enjoy another year of it. And um Hopefully see you all in 2022. Loads of love and thanks. It's Noel. Tony, Martin, Rory and all of the staff at the Tortoise Shack. Happy Christmas. You guys are fantastic. You really represent the best of the kind of journalism that we can only do in Ireland. It's real people. It's real discussion. Thank you for everything that you've done for scientists in Ireland who are trying to communicate the truth around COVID and how we can manage COVID, what the options are. You open a very serious conversation, a very honest conversation. There's no pretentiousness. There's a lot of earnest curiosity and all done with with really good humor. Really, I think it embodies the best of how we actually can and should be going about our public life in Ireland. And so I wish you and all of the listeners of the Tortoise Shack a happy Christmas and a prosperous 2022. 
This one is a fraught one, Tony. Achievement of the year. You know, what was the achievement? And this is personalities aside. What was the achievement of the year for you? For me, um, it was probably um, getting through it personally. But, you know, other than that, like, you know. Uh, yeah, well, of course, it's getting through you, Tony. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I mean, fair is fair. Um, I Like, let's be honest, I have to carry all your shite all the time. Um, But nonetheless, like, and and by the way, guys, DMs are open. I am taking applications for a a new co-host in 2022. Like, you know. Dull and duller. Go on, anyway. Dull and duller. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Beaker. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, no, there's there's been a, a lot of great stuff despite all the negativity. But, you know, we can talk about all of the little achievements and, and, I, and that sounds like I'm belittling them. I'm not. There's been so many wins, um, but, but there's been more downs than ups. But one of the big ups was the absolute destruction of the mother and baby home report. Now, I'm going to credit the clan project. You mentioned Maeve earlier and yeah. there's Catherine and there's so many people involved. I mean... Uh, and of course, the survivors themselves, these exceptional, brave women, predominantly women who have been so strong and 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 saying to the state, no, um, you know, you, this report does not reflect my my experience. It does not reflect my, my, my forced separation of my family. It does not reflect what actually went on. And, I, and they wouldn't stand for it. And Martin, whatever way the state is dressing it up, welcoming the the, the thing and the, the yeah, no, no, they were bad, Tony. They were they, bad. They absolutely lost. And you know, again, not only did they lose, they can't use that report anymore because the court have said it they, doesn't they can stand try, up. But but everybody has said, look, now this is this is not good enough. Uh, you're back to square one, and they really are back to square one. And it was right that it happened. And but the bravery involved, the loss involved, had they lost Tony was yeah. incredible. But that's my point. So many people, I mean, I heard nonsense said about some of the, the individuals who have given years of their lives, obviously, whether they're survivors or activists or academics or experts, and people saying, you know, journalists, like people saying, um, excuse me. People telling me that, uh, that 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 they're they're just trying to write a book about it. They're going to make money to, by by writing a book about this. And you're like, lads, you know, I'd hate to be as cynical and as twisted as you. And actually, I could deal with some of these people writing a book. I'd love to read their stories. So fuck you if you think that writing. Maybe if they do decide to write a book, I would love to read them because you know what? These people, these are remarkable. And I said, mostly women. Uh, yeah, there's a few a sprinkle in a sprinkle in a few lads, but phenomenal work by the by the clan project, by the supporters, the activists, the survivors. You know, like I get messages from people who who, you know, are born in mother and baby homes, and and I have no idea of the of of how to frame it other than to say I'm in awe that they thank us for even raising it, and you're thinking. Jesus, lads, you don't need to thank us. We're, we're just doing it on a podcast. They are doing yeah. the grind day in, day out, and they've lived it. So, yeah, phenomenal achievement. So whatever you're going to say now is not going to come up to, to that level, Martin. No, it's not. And I, I, But what, what I am going to say is I think it's important. I think it's important that the achievement of the year for me is that the public services card was resoundly bad. And I think that's a huge achievement. I think... We were strung along for two years by a government that told us that its evidence was unassailable. And then when push came to shove, they ran away. 
And I think it, I also think it's disgraceful that that the the costs of that had to be carried by the taxpayer. I think they should have just done as they were asked the first time around. 90, 98 million quid so far. I think it's just, you know, I think it's an achievement that the, those who were opposed to the public service card on the grounds that there's no law that allows you to do this on those grounds. You're not allowed to do it. You're just not allowed to do it. And I think that they stuck to their guns and that it's after taking over two years to get to this, this point. I think that kind of tenacity, you have to say, yeah, well done. Very well done. Um, okay, we can we can obviously credit um, Simon of McGar of this parish. DPC gets a, a, a good plat on the back as well for once. You does, know, D, does, DPC yeah. DPC's gotten a very rough time. I mean, it's it's there's people in 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 the EU and people in Ireland who are very upset that the DPC has not been processing what's supposed to do what they're supposed to do in terms of the big tech that we 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 house here. But, but if if your government is going to oppose your decisions, Tony. It leaves you kind of powerless. They needed that win. Now they have that win. Yeah, they absolutely do. And yeah, the government has opposed. And should the government under-resource them? And like a government that has excess of billions to play within the budget, said to the DPC, no, we're not actually, we're actually cutting your budget next year as opposed to increasing it. What does that tell you about how the state really believe in data protection and, yeah. how, and how it operates? And it's, I, it's hugely important and it's going to be hugely important going forward as well, Tony. And I hate that phrase, but it is going to be hugely important. One thing we didn't mention and deserves a mention is the vaccine rollout. That's an incredible achievement. Logistically, phenomenal work. Um, so many staff, so many people. I mean, I think the fact that we have a vaccine, that we have a vaccine, so yeah. and it is relatively soon into a pandemic. People don't get this, or no. a lot of people don't. No, it's actually miraculous that there is any kind of vaccine out there, yeah. regardless of of what you might think of the efficacy against this particular strain. But the fact that one exists is is nothing short of miraculous. And again, if I was to, do you know what's a, uh, another achievement now that I haven't gotten any credit for in about two weeks? I, I've yet to put, I've yet to put out a patron shout out. So that's nearly two weeks. So that should have got a mention as achievement. Yeah, year as well. absolutely. Now we're going to come back. We have a couple of more to do. So we will definitely come back to you now in a couple of minutes. Merry Christmas. Tortoise Shack um, from Tara Flynn, a Z-list celebrity who's messaging you from under a rock. Um, I listen to the tortoise track all the time because um, it's the only thing I can get under my rock. But uh, I, I do support this podcast or event and uh, wish you a merry winterville or whatever you're having yourselves. Mwah. From under my rock. Hi, Tortoise Shack listeners. This is Emma D'Souza sending you a very Merry Christmas message from the wilds of Fermanagh. It has been such a pleasure to be able to speak about all things Northern over this past year on the show. And I want to thank Martin and Tony for being just total legends. And I hope you all have a very safe, healthy and happy holiday season that you take care of yourself and those around you and that uh, you have a, a happy new year. Look forward to speaking to you in 2022. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Bye. We're going to look at the lowlights of the year. And, oh, God, there's been so many, Tony. Isn't that, that's not so upbeat. We'd so many to pick from. <laughs> I know, I know. But there's been, you know, there's been all sorts. There's been political lowlights. There's been social lowlights, global lowlights. It's very hard to pick one particular thing out. And it come to mind for you. Well, you mentioned global, and I, 
I think some of the stuff this the success of Donald Trump um, is coming home to roost now in terms of the Supreme Court, the gerrymandering of uh, the voter suppression, all of those things now have him as the favorite if he runs again to be the next U.S. president again, because, you know, they've they've had they've successfully implemented voter suppression. Roe versus Wade is is dead, Martin. It's yeah, just it's, it's just it's just gone, not yeah. just not dead yet. It's not it's not officially dead yet. But every every legal academic I know is telling me, uh, yeah, no, it's it's inevitably um, going to be struck out. We see what's happened there. So globally, that was that was shit. But that's even put aside. Like, I suppose the reason we focus on America is because we think of it as as the you know this bastion of democracy, which is a lot of nonsense as we know. But nonetheless, we 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 hold it in a certain regard in the western in, in the west world. I would also say disaster of disaster um, in terms of some of the democratic accountability. It's been bad for a number of years. We know that. But, you know, it's been this this government has made a mockery of the idea of accountability, taking responsibility. They simply have. I think Eamon Ryan is, is, is left to stand aside every come out every three months or so and say X person has apologized and I've accepted that and it won't happen again. And we move on. And we've just, I keep saying, this is the nadir for it. This is the nadir for it. It's never, there's always something else. Yeah, we're in a um, kind of a very post-truth era, aren't we? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's it's kind of gross where you have to put up with this and, you know, this idea that there's accountability, you know, like, like that that sort of stuff that wouldn't pass in, in, in a job, in a corporate world or in anywhere, in any other workplace. Well, even, this, even in the lower ranks of the public and civil service, Tony, you wouldn't get away with it. And I, I just think it's so rank and so they like, they, they obviously they set the bar so low, but as, but it's been, it's just been getting worse and worse. And the, the lack of performance, the lack of, the lack of empathy and the lack of, um, generally just follow up like you know and they never well, I, we, we we could definitely say it, the bar is so low that a snake could knock it off tony it's it's you know um what was the joke leo varadkar Neil martin and Eamon ryan uh, walk into a bar fortunately it was so low that it just grazed them on the ankles um this, <laughs> is, where, <laughs> this is where we are with them it um, is it is but but uh, again none of that compares to the biggest low light of the year is the fact that we're sitting here back with all of this going on and ireland is continuing to talk about oh the trips waiver and it's right by the way but this is racism this is systemic racism this is colonialism this is imperialism and this is capitalism saying uh, oh we couldn't we couldn't should we lifted the patents those countries couldn't even have the technology to, to produce these which is nonsense absolute nonsense yeah yeah and, i was uh, listening and, to it today and, plenty and, of capacity oh martin and expertise because they've been fighting viruses and 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 outbreaks and illness long before us in particularly within the eu and it's an EU problem. I know Ireland has Ireland has a big role to play because we're up to our eyes in, in big pharma and we're very happy that they're making loads and loads of billions of quid and we're, you know, taking a few quid off the top for it and all the rest of it. But it's actually, that's the biggest disappointment. And we had our 700 episode recently. Our 500th one, if you recall, Martin, was purely about vaccine inequality. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And we talked about what was going to happen, and we had experts, and we had, and we had Maho talking from um, someone who was, you know, born in South America, living in Cork, talking about her family and what what it meant about not being able to see her her father passing away, all of these things, and what that actually meant. And everybody shrugged. 
And then everybody said, now we're all sitting here and we're all going, get your booster, get your booster. And you're still thinking, but we're still not agitated about the trips waiver because the people who are dying are brown or they're suffering and they're brown or they're in they're far, far away and if we can't deal with that martin we're never going to take climate action seriously and that's yeah i think that's and i think the 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 portent of what's to come with climate action we're seeing it now tony we're seeing the resistance the pushback we're, we're seeing the the lack of unity the lack of political leadership uh, we're seeing the the wealthy white countries take the life rafts is is what we're seeing. Yeah, and and you know when you think of the brilliant work done by uh, Alice Mary Higgins and her and her colleagues in the in the uh, civic engagement group in the Shannon that had to say finally to get Fianna Fáil and, and Fine Gael just to sort of not oppose the 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 motion to support the trips waiver, but it doesn't go anywhere unless they do it in the doll and these guys. I mean, they're still making, they're still going on and, and, and putting articles in the Irish Times and saying, and they're objecting on it, on this, um, oh, it's just not right. And we've spoken to these industry experts, like, get out of the pocket of lobbyists, lads, cut yeah, the crap. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, and again, I suppose it all goes hand in glove where, when I said why I was disappointed with, with, with democratic accountability, you know, uh, I don't know. I think I've probably seen more of um, your man from the Restaurant Association this year than I did of my parents. But, <laughs> That's probably true, Tony. That is yeah. probably true. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to you, Martin. And, and just because we're really going to focus on how grim it, it's been. So, so, so really, I don't think I've been grim enough. Really, give us give us how bad it is, Martin. Go. Uh, I, I, I like to think of things from a human point of view rather than economic or uh, another aspect and i think there's been a universal experience with this and it's a universal experience with covid across the globe everybody has experienced this to one degree or another and i think it has very much defined us as as humans our reaction to this and what way we think about it has defined us as humans and i'm kind of encouraged that there are so many people who just want to take the steps, whatever steps necessary to get rid of this, to get past it, to to adapt, to overcome, to, to find a way out of the, the mess. And my, I suppose, the thing I find worst about this year is that we are actually back in restrictions again and that possibly into more restrictions. And I think of all the people that had that little taste of summer where we could almost be normal tony it was it was almost normal and um it, 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 there's so many people hurt now that can't see family at christmas and who, who have lost people this year an awful lot of people have died this year and we have to recognize that an awful lot of people died this year you know well over three thousand people died this year it really is shocking um so i think of all of those and i think that's the that's my major low light of this year is is not just uh, Delta and the, the effects of Delta, but our failure to to exercise everything we know to bring it under control. I think that's even I think you've been I actually think you're being kind there 
it's been a failure to evolve with the science or thinking with the science, you know, as we, as we see how things and actually have to be brought kicking and screaming to the, to the realizations that we know more about this virus, how it, tra- how it transmits and how, how, how to mitigate that. And then saying, well, you know, we have this expert group, but we're ignoring that one. And we're talking to this expert group because they're continuing to tell us the things that we, we heard 20 months ago. And there's been, there's been, there's, do you remember Brexit when there was this anti-expert um, sentiment really grew in the British media? And then, you know, you know, let's not have this guy who tells us we're going to lose four billion off the value of our um, of our economy overnight if we vote for this thing. You know, who, how dare these experts tell us? And then, you know, you see now that, no, actually, that expert was really underestimating. You lost nearly 40 billion off the value of your economy. In yeah, time frame. You know, yeah. um, and, and we, there, there is this anti-expert sentiment. And I, I see it, and whether it's pa- patriarchal, some of it no doubt is, because there's a lot of men who don't like to listen to women um, who are w- very well-informed. And there's also an element of, you know, the the, the mask business of, I, I remember a, a, a Asian-American epidemiologist saying, you know, don't like to listen to me because uh, they'd rather a white man tell them, you know. So- I, I think even it's it's even more basic than that, Tony. I, I agree that's all, there are all factors, absolutely, without a doubt, factors. People are genuinely scared and it manifests in different ways with different people. And some people will rail against what they believe um, is scaring them. And there's a form of denial in it as well. I mean, you know, what's the simplest solution? Well, the simplest solution is there's a virus sweeping across the world in waves. And that's just the simplest solution. It's Occam's razor. It always is, Tony. Oh, well, no, no, hang on, hang on. What's the solution? You just said that the, the solution is a virus sweeping across. Finish your thought. Well, it's it's not that there's a, a new world order trying to take us over, Tony. That's mm. that's you know, I just I, I don't have space or time for it anymore. I don't have, to, I, and I know that's me running out of patience with people. But those, yeah. those, those who are unconvinced remain unconvinced in the face of overwhelming evidence. There's there's room for skepticism. And I don't want, like I've said this on this podcast a thousand times. Um, you know, uh, I'm an open borders kind of guy. I don't even believe I said it to Liam Herrick a few weeks ago. I said COVID passports. I don't even believe in passports. For like, I just, I just, yeah, think, no, I, I was never, but, I'm, uh, I haven't been a fan the, the, of COVID the, passports, the, the, but, but I see the, it as no, a, a, a public health matter and a yeah, global public yeah, health matter. That's so, it. but the idea then that I should get a, a microchip into me, like they're saying in Sweden now or, or whatever, where I can have my COVID passport implanted in my arm, I'm going. Well, unless it can tell me where I can where I left my keys and wallet last night, I'm not fucking interested. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, 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 we're laughing, but you know, there's a there's a trade off in these things. So, so there is mission creep in all of these things. Yeah, Mark. there is, and there are enough people who are wide awake to it, Tony. Yeah, in, I, in 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 a very real sense. But we need to we need to save as many people as possible, and unfortunately. You know, again, I go back to even when Leo Varadkar was still Taoiseach and he led on a couple of his things with the economy as opposed to society. I will say to Michal Martin's um, credit, I'd say I think the last address, one of his almost fortnightly addresses, I don't think the economy got mentioned until like the fourth paragraph, which was which was a new one for me because generally... You know, yeah, the, it's it, changed from it's the economy stupid to it's but, COVID but, stupid. But we, but we didn't even have to go there because, again, our economy is booming. Um, but I agree with you. The fact that so many people are this Christmas disheartened, 
at home now, maybe listening to this thinking, thanks for fucking brightening up my days, lads. Well, the, one, the one thing I will say, Tony, and from bitter personal experience, we have all got more in us than we think we have. All of us. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, you know, I, I, I thought you'd be dead years ago. So I know, no, yeah, I, agree. I just stay here to spite you. That's <laughs> the only reason I hang on is to absolutely fucking spite you. Uh, yeah. And, you know, spite is as good a motivation as anything else. Uh, well, the, you do know where the story, where the, where the saying, cut off your nose to spite your face comes from, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this could be even grimmer, guys. So so, so the Vikings arrive, they, 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 they plunder a monastery and they, they get to the nunnery. And unfortunately, the Vikings are... are, are rape robbing and pillaging and some of the women said if i cut my nose off he'll think i'm too ugly to to rape and this is where this the etymology of it is so it's pretty fucking grim and dark thanks for sharing her. that tony yeah, yeah thanks yeah, thanks yeah. no no seriously thanks for sharing that. yeah seriously <laughs> i'm not seriously. I'm, I'm not editing that out <laughs> yeah no what i would say is though you know if you're feeling hard done by because you can't go to the booze or christmas or that they're asking you for a passport and gym the, the reason we celebrate Christmas because supposedly a long time ago, there's a little baby called Jesus and he'd nowhere to stay on New Year's Eve. OK, so, yeah, check your privilege, really. Seriously, check your privilege. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's currently walking. He's, oh, I'm not even going to go there. It's too grim. <laughs> Folks, you're going to hear from a few more people now. It's been great. Thanks for all the messages. Really appreciate them. Um, again, wish you just wouldn't. Point, point at me so hard sometimes but you know we'll uh, we'll be back with another uh, little uh, uh, oh, a little another review of the year shortly Councillor Urimu Adijimi Mayor of Longford Municipal District wishing Tony Martin and everyone at the Tortoise Shack a safe peaceful and happy Christmas I always enjoy my time chatting to the lads and being on uh, a guest on the panel and I look forward to more engagements in the new year. Hey guys, this is Harry. I uh, just want to wish all the guys at the Tortoise Shack, as well as all the subscribers, listeners and contributors, a happy holiday season and all the best for the new year, though <laughs> maybe not so good there's no material left for the shows. Uh, no, but seriously, um, best wishes for 2022, everyone. Let's make it a year of change and betterment for ourselves and the country. Listening to the messages from listeners and patrons and, and that, and you just kind of think, um, first of all, it's flattering to, to hear the people who actually give a shit. And I, it is flattering to hear um, that, that people are so engaged and so and listen so much and enjoy what we do. Um, it's a little bit, this is your life in a way. And, and it turns out I spend too much of my life with my top off. But um, outside of that, we're, we're trying to cover um, some of our topics. And Martin, I want to come on to our story of the year. Well, again, your story and my story of the year. Uh, I've, I've, I know, I knew straight away in my head what it was. And, um, but I'll go to you first, if you don't mind. I, I think there's a few in the offing. I think the, the broadband is certainly one in the offing. We haven't yet seen where that one's going. Um, I think that's a really interesting look. Housing is always going to be a story um and it's it, the story is always failure on housing so we need some positive stories to come through but again the story that's the biggest story of the year and it's one of those in the offing stories tony and i know you'll disagree blah, 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 but it is 
the fact that bogus self-employment was exposed in the public accounts this year in its fullness and that it is going to be a massive story and a massive scandal. I, 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 can I, I'm going to let you go on. I, I, it's already a massive scandal. It just hasn't captured the zeitgeist. No, and, and and Mick Clifford, when he was on with you, he kind of nailed it down. He said, look, this is, this is, I think he said it was like the dirt tax, Tony, where everybody knows it's going on and everybody's turning a blind eye to it. And that's exactly what's happening, except that it's even, it's even worse than that. But I'm just saying it's the story the, of the year because it has happened. Um, you haven't heard the ramifications of it yet, and they're going to be massive ramifications no, no, across come on. many like, areas. Just if you don't mind, right? I'm going to give you your head now for for a minute. Tell us about just the the the. Give me your elevator pitch on on, on 45 seconds. What was exposed at the PAC? Because that's important before we move on to why it's a big story, but why I think something else for me is is a bigger story this year. Okay, 25 years denying that they use test cases, proved in the PAC that they use test cases, that they are making sectors self-employed by default. Uh, Particularly the courier section has come up, but uh, why it's such a huge story is that the courier section was the gateway decision to a lot of other decisions which were made in other sectors which have yet to be discovered, and they exist. So that's why it's the biggest story. Also, there's a monetary factor and pensions are involved as well. And, and workers' rights. Basically, they traded workers' rights away uh, for, I don't know, for the benefit of employers. Okay. And I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think it's absolutely, it's a scandal, Martin. It's absolutely a scandal. And more power to you, pal. You've, you've worked tirelessly. You've worked phenomenally hard. And you've worked in the background with people taking those individual cases right now, active cases, to 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 change what's what's actually been going on for for a number of decades. So I don't don't necessarily disagree with you that it's that it's not a huge scandal. I and I'm kind of contradict myself now because there's there's loads of you mentioned national broadband plan, absolutely uh, a dreadful a dreadful, dreadful. I would I would say climate action as a story this year has been um, the story is that there's no story. It's been it should be the biggest story in the world and and it's not getting traction because. The gobshites went to the cop and they came back with nothing. And you have, you know, I know, I know, the, the, but it's, it's, that's, and, 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 you know, I suppose it's terrible to say, but that's the same old story. Yes, Tony. that's it. And and I suppose uh, looking at that, that there's one of the, you know, the, the, the Sean Binder story about rescuing migrants and, and facing prosecution for doing that in Greece. That's a, That's an awful indictment of a story of what's happened to our humanity you know we still have to remember the the Fine Gael MEPs who voted against um the helping um search and rescue at, at sea for refugees and how their four votes were crucial in carrying that um but I, again I, I'm gonna make it my realm and it's it's a huge story and no one really gave a shit so maybe I'm maybe I'm giving arguing in favor of your story as well Martin but the, yeah but I see I no 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 I... no hang on the comex files right and I think if you called it something else it might have had a lot more yeah, repercussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that is a huge scandal okay and I'm gonna break it down in, in some ways okay right so effectively hedge fund man- managers were using trading 
a different type of shares, which means that they don't have to show who was the, the beneficial owner of them, selling them backwards and forwards to, to strip out what, what is, in effect, billions of euro. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you were paying, they were basically set like it was in an example, say, investor B sells shares worth 19 billion back to investor A. But he gets a tax certificate with reimbursement of a dividend of two hundred and fifty thousand in tax. So, so they're avoiding they're 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 avoiding the tax. They're doing this globally. Ireland is a fulcrum for it. Okay, a fulcrum, and we still have people saying, "No, Ireland's not a tax haven." You know, sure, the central bank doesn't have the resources to regulate it. Jack Power laid it out. We talk about the fact that you know. Jack Perlotta, I can tell you there was ruptions in Bank of Ireland and in places where when these this story came out because they wanted right of reply, Martin. They wanted to talk about, you know, the good that they do, the change in culture. Invest, I know, no, I no, know. no, hang on. Investec were one of the biggest companies at the at the center of this. And those clowns, and I'm sorry, but they are clowns from Investec, are the same people who go on social media right now. You can pick up your phone. I could name them, but I won't. And they're giving out saying, build to rent is the way of the future. Build to, these vested yeah, I interests. And I know. this is like, you're talking about lads who were involved. We know they're, they're, their names are on the emails. They're, and they're, they're telling our government how to shape housing policy, financial, money. And Martin, this is just like, this is billions of euros. What's the phrase we, we've used before? They weren't... Um, they weren't hiding their money. They were hiding ours by calling it theirs. Okay? Yeah. So and and, and, and no, but, but I think if we if we look Martin 140 billion yeah. as much as 140 billion in 20 years that's an estimate. Okay? Like yeah. I mean if you that's, know as well as I, I do, we, that's when, like that when if you were going to you find it's like Luke Ming says all the time, you know they 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 got they they took what was it yesterday they took 750,000 worth of um cannabis and and he went, "Oh wow, that's great. The war on drugs is won." You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you if you look at the money cost of the financial scandals, Tony, and and these aren't scandals. These are what's legal. Yes. These are these are what's legal. These aren't scandals. No one's going to jail for these. No, know? no, no, no. These are legal things to do. Be, one of them, one of them was on the Irish Times writing a piece about about something recently. His name and emails on these things. Yeah. Now, but if you look at the money cost, and and it's you know you're into the multi billions hmm. of money that is what we would say is pissed up against a wall. It's just pissed up against a wall. It's, it's thrown away, and. Then you get things like these gestures of a hundred quid back for your electricity, you know, and you gotta people gotta start asking the question, why are we so hammered? Where did the social contract go? Because it's not there anymore. Hmm. And that neatly segues me back to bogus self-employment as my story of the year, in that it exposes how this operation works. Yeah, I, I, this this is how it, it sounds like we're saying, you know, Ireland is a failed state. We're not saying that. We're saying though that, that there is there's there's a double standard here. You know, when you're talking about allowing these things and don't you know, as I say it all the time, the crime is what's legal. You set up these you set up these schemes. You know, Germany closed off one loophole, so they worked out another one in Dublin. Dublin jumped on board, and all of a sudden. You know, well, you mentioned Ireland as a failed state, Tony. Okay, we have a great economy. 
we have a million people on waiting lists mm. to hospitals. Okay, that's failed state stuff. Oh yeah, no, and and an economy that's booming at fourteen percent in a year that says it's okay to have two and a half thousand children homeless this Christmas, and there's nothing we can do about it, as the, as the housing minister just told us. How is this not failed state stuff? I, I see. This is it. Like, I'm, I'm, but they will tell you when you when you point that out, Martin, that that's uh, the cult of civility. Will say. Oh, you know, the guys are doing their best. And clearly we're not, because if we were doing our best, we'd pull out all the stops. We it's would pull it's out- about a sophisticated society doesn't have homeless people, Tony. And a sophisticated society doesn't. You know, and and whatever about putting us at the center of oh, what is it? What is that phrase? Ireland, the country at the center of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, well, we need to wash behind our ears first, Tony. And make ourselves presentable well, to be I, at the centre of the world. As I often point out, if we're going to be this tax haven and this this place where grubby deals can be done um, and where we'll have total tra- tax transparency for, for our grubby deals, uh, it needs to have a payment that trickle, trickle down has to work. But trickle down doesn't work when inequality, the, the latest standards... Um, the latest Silk report shows that inequality grew again. So we're back at this. I mean, we are a country, again, this is probably paying to your point. Now, officially, in, in the most recent report in the CSO, 30% of people with disabilities live in deprivation. Yeah. That's, that's, and th- yeah. this is in the last couple of weeks. These, this report has come out, Martin, and, and it's gotten worse since the last time it's been taken. It's gotten worse for single parents. It's gotten worse for children. All the numbers are up. All the key indicators so are up. We need to fight back. And we need to fight back, Tony. And, yeah, but, and- but that's, but, but it points out when you say we need to fight back, a story like COMEX, a story like bogus self employment. And we and people just shrug their shoulders and get on with it, and they're not able to join the dots between. The oh, you bil- see, and, and and I've said this to you. I, I get a lot of feedback on bogus self-employment, and I have to say, none of it negative. None of it negative. There are an awful lot of people who are out there trapped in the situation who can't lift their heads, who can't say anything about it, because they'll lose their job if they do. And I get them all the time, and I get real encouraging messages from them. So for me, it's making a difference. Um, that's what I set out to do with it, was to make a difference. Um, I also think that the implications are, are massive. So for me, it is it is the story of the year that has yet to finish. I, absolutely. I just I, I come back to it. We're, uh, I've, we've mentioned two big stories there in search of a zeitgeist. Uh, where <laughs> that's what, and it's only when you hit that tipping point with the public consciousness where change comes from then because they're not afraid yet martin but they need to be afraid because you know that that creeping inequality in an economy that we're told is booming it's going to make a difference look we, we won't we won't delay we're going to go on to the next topic and we're going to play a few more messages for you now um oh yeah these are these are looking forward to these messages Tony. i haven't heard all of these so i'm quite looking forward to there's um there's a second part of this pod and it will be out in a day or two as well um but look enjoy enjoy it um and mind yourselves be good to yourselves for a few days, you know. Don't, don't, don't do a Martin on it. Don't, don't uh, self-flagellate. You know, you, you can. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm such a. Yeah, I'm the only headless self-flagellator in the world. He's, yeah. he's an, he's an aesthetic <laughs> at heart, you know. 
<laughs> Listen, folks, we will be back to you in, in, in a day or so, um, but enjoy, and uh, we will. We really do appreciate it. Mind yourselves. Hello, Tony, Martin, everyone at Tortoise Shark, all the listeners. It's Craig here, just uh, just with a message of uh, Happy Christmas and uh, Happy Hogmanay or whatever it is you guys do over there. Here's hoping everyone makes it to January 1st, just in case next year is marginally better. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony.